welcome back to the Paired Weapons Podcast, and it's episode 60. Broadcasting live from a wet and windy farm surrounded by greedy horses, it's a KOE special. And I'd like to take this moment to welcome people who no doubt be joining us from all around the world. Hola, bonjour, hoida, guten tag, g'day mate, and hello, welcome to Ninth Age Heaven. Well, do you know what, listener? Have we got a treat for you? That's right. We've been given special, special access to the KOE core section. And in honor of such an amazing and wondrous event, I've only gone and written you a poem. So here we goes. <clears throat> in days of old, when knights were bold, before the Ninth Age was invented, if you wanted an army hard to paint, upon horses all were mounted. Then the boys from Britonia were right for you, and their lances trundled forward. Lo, we've our own mighty ninth age now, and the KOE are coming. But I still don't know what the fuck they do, so Kev's here to explain it. <laughs> How are you, mate? <laughs> Very good. That's a wonderful little poem there. I love it. <laughs> well you are the resident KOE expert mate so uh <laughs> but yeah this book's all brand new to me but you know i can talk about old bretonia and uh old KOE for a while well it's a classic army isn't it i mean i can't oh, imagine there's a player out there who hasn't at some stage thought about playing you know back in the day a brett army or in more modern times KOE because it's just it's one of the cornerstone armies isn't it everyone wants to uh give it a go and then they paint and one night and go no <laughs> i'm not doing this again yeah i hear that a lot from people <laughs> yeah it's a real labor of love isn't it because uh as uh, as as regular listeners will know koe's been uh been pushed around by kev for years including at the uh english uh championships uh two weeks ago now which he won best painted with his quite remarkable KOE army. How long did that take you to paint? I mean, we're talking years in the making. It's all bit by bit. I've added little bits here and there. Yeah, uh, it would be wrong. It'd be wrong to put a time frame on it, wouldn't it? Well, good. Well, I'll go for my little KOE history for a bit. Um, <laughs> well, Bretonian history. I started yeah. what is the starter set for fifth edition back oh, in crikey. the 90s. Yeah. And then... Obviously, I went to uni and pretended I didn't like Warhammer and nerdy things like that. And then it yeah. sucked me back in about eight, nine years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I just had all the nights still knocking about. And GW at the time were doing a campaign weekend featuring Bretonians. So I was like, well, oh, yeah. that's, uh, that's a fate, isn't it? So uh, let's do it. Let's knock them up. And I think in about four months, I managed to paint up an army ready to go. I mean, I had about half of it probably done already. But... Mm. But peg knights were new because they didn't exist when I was uh, you know, <laughs> playing Bretonian. Right, uh, that's going back a while, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, there were no trebs. That's to get trebs brand new. Uh, so yeah, it's quite a lot of new things back then to me. Wow, wow. And then obviously, uh, uh, so did you? Do you have it all done then? When the schism happened and um, Bretts became KOE, were you? Uh, were yeah, you so already geared me, up? I only played Bretonians. So that was all I ever played in eight. Nothing mm-hmm. but. I was about to start uh, the Warriors Army. And then obviously the bad things happened. Um, and then when uh, Ninth Age started, I was pushing around the KOE for a bit till I got my Warriors painted. And then I sort of uh, dabbled in between the two. Um, yeah. So yeah, I've been pushing around the KOE for a very long time. You must be one of the uh, the longer serving uh, or uh, KOE stroke Brett players, I would imagine. 
So yeah, but you know, I mean, it's it's an army that that, that engenders an enormous amount of loyalty, though, isn't it? I mean, people who play it don't half play it. Yeah, true. <laughs> and like in eighth edition, they were dog shit, so it was a real uh, stretch <laughs> to uh, still keep pushing them around every tournament. Especially yeah. we have one scenario that you just couldn't win the fucking Watchtower. Oh yeah, it was impossible. Couldn't go into Watchtower. We could win it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So and there's no way you're shifting 40,000 skellies from it either. Exactly. You're like, oh, hang on, let five of my knights get off their horses and then they'll have a little slap about. And that's all we can do. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you'll be there till doomsday, mate. You'll never win that one. <laughs> it's so stupid. It made me so angry. <laughs> uh, oh, it's just another example, isn't it? It's just another example of, of the terrible things that, that Brett's took straight. Okay, we have had to suffer over the years, but no more because no. they've only gone and got themselves a new book. Yes, they Ooh. have. Yeah. It's super, long... I'm super pumped anyway. I've been uh, waiting for this one for a long time. Mm, absolutely. Like a decade. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, as as, uh, as 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 experienced listeners will know, uh, and presumably some new listeners might not know, um, we've been given a little bit of a uh, a little bit of a wink here, haven't we, by uh, by the KO, uh, KOE, a long army book coordinator, uh, my friend, your friend, everyone's friend, Henry P. Miller, him of the spray on green singlet. <laughs> oh, I, I just couldn't help bringing it up honestly <laughs> haunts my dreams mate haunts my dreams yeah exactly um and uh yep so um all the podcasts have put in for various bits of the book and uh, uh and kev and i and the paired weapons got core didn't we i, I chose core because oh yeah you yes yeah, yeah, you did actually, didn't you? Yeah, you put, you were like, no, we're doing cool. We're doing cool. <laughs> it's got peasants in it, so we're doing cool. <laughs> yes, exactly. <because laughs> You're a horse man, and I'm a lowborn man. You see, that's the difference <laughs> between us. That's why we work so well together, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, yeah, we're, we're like it. We're like a Kiwi army all on our own, aren't we? <laughs> we are. That brings the horses, and I'll bring the fucking yeah. <laughs> and after, afterwards, we'll drink mead. <laughs> <laughs> And try to try to attract damsels <laughs> with limited success. <laughs> we said a couple of our own. That'll do. Yeah, I'll be all right then, won't we? <laughs> yeah. So there we go. So um, <clears throat> now um, we were just looking at it and chatting off off pod just before we got onto this. So we're going to run you through the core units, then, listener. Um, there's going to be a, a little bit of requirement for us to go off the reservation, though, isn't there, mate? Because we're gonna we're gonna need to talk about a few things that are core rules. I know that another pod will be handling that, and we hope we don't mind stepping off off our turf a little bit. But um, we're gonna yeah, need we'll try to try and do it as brief as we can. But I think mm. it's almost impossible to talk about the core section without going into some of the other rules. Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. Well, with no further ado, because you haven't come here to listen to Kevin and I talk about bullshit. Uh, or have you? <laughs> yeah, let's know. <laughs> yeah. We have a whole heap of bullshit we can moan about. Oh, we can go on for days, can't we, mate? <laughs> yeah. In fact, we have done. <laughs> anyway, so, no further ado, let's crack on with the KOE core section. Yay! Yay. So, well, in in tried and tested uh, uh, times, it's uh, it's over to you then, mate. So, uh, thanks. The KOE core is. 25% minimum, so nothing's changed there. Mm-hmm. It's sort of the standard, so that's fine. And the first unit entry is the Feudal Knight. Yep. Which, 
is so it's a cavalry unit 25 by 50 uh, you can have naught to four of these they come with six models to start with but can go up to 15 that's 250 points to six uh 36 points extra per model but these like the names may change i imagine the points are going to change all the bloody time so mm. uh, you know how does that rack up with uh, the old point structure for your your basic so this is basically knight. Knight of the realm isn't it yeah they are five points cheaper than Knight of the Realm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Knight of the Realm with 47 points per model. And these are only oh, 36. Oh, really? Gosh, that's naughty, isn't it? <laughs> Crazy expensive, I thought, in the old yeah. way. Mm. Yeah. But stat-wise, like, these are pretty much the same. Yeah. So, okay. Um, so, yeah, the Advanced 816, which I think is normal for most of the Knights in this. Discipline 8 mm-hmm. for scoring. Uh, only one wound, but Offense and Defense 4. Strength 4. Res 3. Uh, armor of two with heavy armor shields for a two-up armor, as we always refer mm-hmm. to it. Then they have their own Aegis stat, like the demons. So they have a six-up Aegis now. Uh, before, you never had that. It was all about the praying. But now they've changed the prayers, haven't they? Yes, they have. But these guys have a thing called courage, which is their type of uh, prayer or personal protection. Or, yeah. Do you want to explain what courage does? Well, I can read it out, and then you can tell me how it works. <laughs> if that's uh, if that's the way that I think it's going to go to operate, really, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. this is um, this is something then, obviously, that the feudal knights are picking up as a personal protection. Uh, a little bit of fluff that comes with this: a piece of luck given by the lady to courageous knights when faced against all odds. The model gains Aegis plus one to a maximum of four plus. With the following restrictions, the effect can only be used against wounds against which the model cannot take any armor saves. Units with more than half of their models with courage ignore friendly units consisting entirely of models with ordeal for the purpose of panic tests. Right. I think there's a few things in there we need to unpack immediately, isn't there? Yeah. Mm. So uh, I think the, f- the first thing is obviously then the Aegis save. So they're, they're going from their, their inherent six up Aegis to a five up, but they only get that against uh, wounds that are being caused by uh, presumably AP 10 or no armor save. So, <clears throat> so yeah, toxic attacks, cannonballs, yes. mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. Um, the only way you're getting a five up Aegis now rather than the old strength five. Mm. So does that uh, does that immediately fill you with uh, trepidation? A little bit, mm. but given across uh, the points decrease in the unit, I'm perfectly happy with that. It basically come down by like a quarter. Yeah. That. So yeah, I, I'm I'm okay with that. I'll say that I mean, now. Give me a couple yeah. of games in, and I might change my mind. <laughs> mm. I mean, I guess it's, I guess it, it, it can be quite situational, can't it? And and as 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 uh, as no, has been spoiled a little bit. There are other ways to boost Aegis, and we'll, we'll leave it there. But um, I think that's that's quite a, quite a significant change thus far, isn't it? Then then the, the second thing to 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 point out here is that units with more than half of their models with courage i.e. the feudal knights, ignore friendly units consisting entirely of models with ordeal for the purpose of panic tests. Now, can we jump immediately ahead to what that's that's heading for? Um, Ordeal is what all the peasants have, basically. It is, yes. So it's in essence, if peasant units pop, feudal knights don't give a shit. Yes. Or if they run through them, they just don't care. 
which yeah. is exactly no. how it should be. Yeah, and is that something that that Kiwi always had? Uh, I think peasants' rules is significant, so they cool. never cared about peasants running away. Right, I see. Okay, excellent. Right, so I think we can probably pick up all deal then when we get onto the uh, your uh, your peasanty ta- chaps later. Yeah. Um, but shall would you would you like to continue then with the the, the rest of the stats? Yeah. So where was up to? We've only got one attack. Mm-hmm. Um, they're AP one because they're strength four. They are agility three. They have a lance and they have the lance formation. So I'm supposed hmm. to talk about the lance formation. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> so lance formation gives you fighting extra ranks, and the maximum number of supporting attacks is increased by one. So you can mm-hmm. have up two support attacks rather than just one. Um, and then if more than half the of the unit's models have lance formation and the unit's three or four models wide, it counts as being in line formation and only needs to be three models wide in order to form a full rank. So basically like it was before, so you can be three wide um, and you get one instance to fight an extra rank. So a unit in nine three wide will get to attack. Mm-hmm. But in the old way, uh, when you charge, you got an extra instance of fighting extra rank. No, you don't get that. Okay. So you're not getting four ranks attacking on a charge. You're still only getting three. Okay. So it says then you count as being in line formation um, if you are three models wide, correct? Yeah. yeah. So that would mean you'd be fighting in three ranks. Is that right? Oh, hang on. I'm getting my formations mixed up. Mm. I think you can fight in four ranks here, mate. You I think that's what right. it's saying. I think if you've got 12 models, I think it's allowing you to to fight as 12 there. Um, let's. Um, I'm just going to read it carefully again. A new listener can discover this with us. The model gains fighting extra rank and its maximum number of sporting attacks is increased by one. That's obviously not relevant for feudal knights. If more than half the unit's model have lance formation and the model the unit is three or four models wide, it counts as being in line formation and only needs three models wide in order to form a full rank. Yes, yeah, so I'd say then if you had 12 of them in sort of three, three, uh, <coughs> three columns of four, then I think everyone's fighting. Ah, yes. I was getting my closed formation, line formation mixed up. So, yeah, mm. line formation is like eight wide normally. Yeah. So, yeah, you get an instance of financial rank. So, yeah, they must have two instances of that then. Yeah. So that means that 12 is the optimum number, really, isn't it, for those chaps? Yeah. And they always get that, not just on mm. the charge now. Okay. And strength four. Yeah, strength four. So, yeah, not too bad, actually. Uh, mm. Still quite good at grinding. I think that's a quite a big change actually already, isn't it? Yeah, I'd say so. You know, we obviously don't really tend to see massive lances much anymore, but uh, no, no, it certainly makes taking twelve more viable. That's very, very true. Yeah, okay. okay, then. So that's your feudal rider, and, and he then is up upon a a Destria. Yes, that's correct. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Did you name this one, Matt? Uh, well. There's been a very, very long discussion about the naming of horses. Um, I, I, have, I have been advocating for a very long time for there to be multiple types of horse. And I'm delighted to say that there are, in fact, multiple types of horse. Um, and that was Maddie P's big win. And I was very pleased about that. And um, and that's super. And I'm really, really glad to see that. And if not here, then, then where? Um, I'll be honest with you. It wasn't my choice to go with the medieval names. 
but I was literally <laughs> the voice in the wilderness on this. <laughs> so, so having politely listened to me moan about it for several months, in the end, they all just went, no, mate, we're going to call them the Destrier. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, what? That's the classic <laughs> name, isn't it? I'd it say. is, it is. Yeah. It's certainly, That's certainly the, the, the only one out of all names. these names that you've got, I recognise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so your Destrier, just, just for a bit of historical background, the Destrier is your classic... Uh, uh, Warhorse mount of your, your armored knight from sort of the you know the, the Middle Ages sort of uh, through to sort of I guess the sort of the latter part of the sort of fifteenth sixteenth century I guess um, what you'd be talking about in 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 modern days would be uh, something that would be akin to a, a, an Irish sports horse mixed with a good bit of Irish draft. Um, there are a couple of, of really quite ancient breeds that still still very much look like this about sort of 15 three hands high uh about 600 650 kilos big stocky horse big stocky horse um you know uh, specializing in 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 good levels of control not particularly fast not noted for its speed or its or its tremendous endurance but very controllable uh and and a and a bit of a lump i think it would be fair to say and that's and, and I'm delighted to see, you know, the different types of horses being, uh, being, um, being, being, being reflected here, and that's reflected in the, uh, the stats of uh, Yudestria here, um, with, uh, yeah, so with something a little bit different. This one, well, before the older, just Barley War Horse, whatever they were called, I think just Barley War Horse, um, they were devastating charge plus one strength, and uh, strength yep. three, so strength four on the charge. This one is now strength four all the time. Yeah, so uh, yeah. that's pretty nice. I like that. Yeah, and everyone is... knows it's the horses that do all the damage. Well, absolutely traditional, isn't it? Um, yeah. But I mean, you know, the, the, these 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 horses in 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 real life are units and with great big feet as well. I mean, proper, you know, dinner plate sized hooves. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and as my uh, as my wife found on Wednesday morning, they carry quite a hefty punch. So. <laughs> uh, that's a that's a reference to the uh to the broken collarbone that my wife is sporting at the moment when one of our horses who, who actually very much like a destrate went straight over the top of her so there you go strength four it's very generous really, of your wife to uh, demonstrate <laughs> the power of a horse very well her, uh, her loyalty knows no bounds i'm just, just checking she podcast. can't hear no i don't think she can hear she'll come running in <laughs> Yeah, so there you go. There's your Destrier Strength 4 uh, harness. Maybe but it, zero, uh, though. And I reckon, like, a horse would just crush plate mail, surely, when it just stood on you. Yeah, I tell you what, you put, you get, you get, you get like an Irish draft horse uh, crossed with a with a sport horse, and you put shoes on it, and it'll, oh, crikey me, that'll, that'll put a dent in stuff. But AP zero, it is. Yeah. And, uh, and I, and I'm I, as I said, I'm just delighted to see different sorts of horses. Unfortunately, we're not going to get to talk about many of them uh, in 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 this particular episode. But if you want to hear what Matty P thinks about all the other horses, tune in to episode sixty-one, where we're going to be covering the entire book, aren't we, mate? We are. And uh, we, a special guest. We do. We've got a special special guest, haven't we? So, uh, and we'll leave that as a secret, I think, unless yes. you particularly want to. No, want to no, we'll keep a it a secret. Guest. He's uh, a, a new uh, guest on the podcast as well. Yeah, absolutely, yes, a new friend of the podcast. Okay, cool. So there we go. Uh, what's the uh, uh, what's the 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 command group options and stuff then? 
because nothing is simple in this book. It's not just champ, musician and stand-up bearer. No, I'm not going to lie to you. When I did go through it earlier, I was like, fucking glad that Kev's talking through this. <laughs> <laughs> well, first I was like, oh, there's only four units. There'll be nothing to talk about. And now I'm like, oh, my God. Talking yeah. about feudal nights like 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, mm. So, yeah, there is a champion upgrade called Knight Banneret. I believe I'm pronouncing that right. I think so. So you can only have two Knight Bannerets in your army. Uh, what it does, it, the model gains plus one health points up to a maximum of three. Well, I'm not sure why that's there, but I'm sure there's some reason because um, that gives him two health points. Um, you can then take a single banner enchantment, but only from this army book, uh, which is considered to have a special allow item allowance with no limit. So basically, you can take any of the banners in this book with no limit. You still have to pay for it, though. Um, when calculating combat score, you add plus one to the size combat score. And this model can be chosen as the model that refuses a duel. And if it does, then it doesn't have plus one to the combat score. Makes okay. sense. Yeah. So it's a little bit like a sort of a BSB sort of setup, isn't it? Yeah. But, yeah. But presumably he's specifically there to take challenges. You don't want your uh, your expensive character taking. Is that <clears throat> is that your interpretation of that? I guess so. He's slightly better than a normal champ because mm. he's got the extra health points so that's quite nice and he's adding more combat scores making you like even more of a bricky unit you know what they already are quite uh, hard to shift it's now having an extra plus one combat score sort of thing because you could also take your normal standard bearer so that's mm. already two banners basically yeah uh, and if you have psp in it three so yeah it's pretty good that Nice, nice, like it. Yeah, the only so plenty problem, of like, static yeah, combat, got, though, isn't it? If he's got like a, a expensive banner or something, you perhaps don't want to feed him to some uh, killy character. Nope, nope. Unless, of course, there's some sort of banner later on <laughs> that does something very strange. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got to that. Yeah, I, I, I must admit, I've said that. I've said that in a, in, a, in a condescending manner, but I don't actually know there is one. <laughs> I was just thinking there might be. <laughs> It'd be like a KOE version of like the locket or something. Oh, that'd be good, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's not like KOE, though, that, though. They would do that. <laughs> no, that'd be a bit sneaky for KOE, wouldn't it? They're not yeah. really into sneaky. No, so, but you can only take two of these in your army as well. So Now, I think I read something earlier, but I won't go into it, where you can take more. There is a way to get more bannerets into your uh, into your army if you take, yeah, if you do. If, an upgrade or something. Um, yeah, I think so. But we'll leave that to others to yeah. speculate or indeed ourselves next week. Okay. So, so yeah, that's if, the feudal night. Um, yeah, well, we thought we'd whiz straight through this, didn't we? But we're... We're making, we're making heavy weather here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lordy. Right, okay then. Uh, what's next, mate? Uh, Auto Sergeants are next. Mm-hmm. Um, so these guys are Cav as well. Uh, you get eight models for 220 points. So you can take a maximum of 15 at 20 points per model, which seems uh, reasonable. You can only have 30 models max in your army, though. So there's no u- limit on units, but I guess three is technically the smallest amount you can have. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they are eight sixteen advance. So as normal for the feudal knights. Only discipline seven though. They have a new special rule called Orison, which I think people might have seen on the uh, the lab spoilers. Mhm. 
So, Orison, where's that? So, oh, this is a big one. Yes, it's quite a big one. So, I'll let you go on that whilst I... Uh, Why, thank you. <laughs> look at the other horses. <laughs> so, this it's Orison and X in brackets. So, you can have like a number of how many Orison things you have. Um, and basically, what it does at the start of step seven of the pre-game sequence, which is spell selection, each model with Orison adds a number of tokens that it has in its little brackets. Um, additional instances of Orison on the same model do not stack unless they are written as Orison plus X. So I guess you get a thing that gives you Orison 1 and you're ready Orison 1, you don't get to add it. Mm. Any player's Orison pool can never contain more than six Orison tokens. So this is like a token pool that you have. Um, like you do with your Veil tokens. This is another set of tokens. Um, at the start of any phase or round of combat, one or more Orison tokens can be removed from the Orison token pool. For each removed token, choose one friendly non-fleeing unit within eight inches of any non-fleeing model with Orison. The chosen unit gains one of the following effects. So basically, you take one of your Orison tokens out at any point at the start of a phase or round of combat, and you can give one of these one unit within eight inches of another unit um, one of these effects. So... Holy Strike is model parts without harness gain plus one to hit with a close combat attacks. So that's your knights. That's very nice. Or Holy Shield gives you Aegis plus one to a max of four. Or then there's Holy Wrath, which means you cause fear. And then if you already cause fear, it means you gain terror instead. So that's quite nice. Mm. Several instances on of an effect on the same model are not cumulative. And a single unit can only be targeted by one orison per phase unless specifically stated otherwise the effects last till the end of the phase so it's quite nice that you get to pick what phase you're using it in yes I- yeah i think that's current i think that's absolutely massive because unlike for example something like the empire where you've got to you've got to dish it out at the beginning you can wait to see you know what spells you're getting who's actually got into combat that sort of stuff yeah, so like, you know, your nice big lance gets into a unit, you can go, oh, well, need holy strike, so I'm getting some plus one hits on that. Or if you're thinking you your ass kicks, you go holy shield and get some more ages instead. And you can yeah. do like the holy wrath of fear could give you terror at the start of the movement phase when you want terror. Otherwise, it's kind of useless. But uh... So, yeah, quite nice, that. Mm. There's going to be lots of uh, gaminess that you can do with this. Well, yeah, I think that's going to be the the very big mechanism that's going to take some balancing, perhaps, and people getting used to playing with and indeed against. Because you're going to need to you're going to need to bear that in mind playing against these lists, aren't you? Quite quite considerably, yeah. I imagine. So these auto sergeants have Orison zero in brackets, which means basically they're not generating any Orison tokens, but they are able to cast them on other units within eight yeah. inches. So. No, it's it's probably what this worth just pointing out at the moment what the what the auto is. <clears throat> the auto are to all intents and purposes, you know, your sort of your semi-religious order. Um, I, I, I think if you started thinking along the lines of sort of, you know, sort of monks, you wouldn't be you wouldn't be far from where we're at here. Okay. Um, yeah, that's the the sort of the the thinking, but they 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 cover a lot more. Uh, in, in terms of rather just sort of a religious purpose, they sort of cover uh, a sort of medicinal role and a sort of legislative, not a legislative role, sort of, you know, an administrative role and that sort of thing. So, um, 
that's the that I think that's the idea that that's going with it. Uh, and the idea of sergeants is sort of being drawn from the sergeants of law, um, which uh, were sort of, you know, essentially educated and important people, um, but not as high as the the sort of nobility. So you you sort of you, there's a social hierarchy. A distinction i think that's being drawn here which is why of course they're uh they're mounted yeah so uh I, when i first saw the entry i was like these are your knights aspirant but they're not are they they're not a knight no. aspirant really not, not at all really no you've got um yeah there's there's um the, the, there's the, the, that's the, those guys are sort of coming later on but it's yeah. um it's an interest it's an interesting interesting unit this i think i think yeah, there's quite a lot a to do here mm. Yeah. So yeah, um, they've also got scoring. They are a scoring mm-hmm. unit. They essentially have human stats, and when I say that, I mean defense free, offense free, res free, strength free, one wound, one attack. So pretty basic. Um, they only have an armor of one with heavy armor and shield for a three up armor. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a six up Aegis, and then they have the third of the personal protection things called honesty. Hmm. Do you want me to run through that then? Seeing that you've been doing a bit of heavy lifting just recently. That's not. For, I read Orison, which is like ten <laughs> lines. And you get honesty, which is one. <laughs> Go on, then. <laughs> honesty. The model gains ages plus one <laughs> 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 against magical attacks to a maximum of four plus. Only against magical attacks, though. Hmm. Yeah. So probably not the most useful one. I guess it'd be quite good against demons and things, but that's true. Yes, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, I guess this is sort of, you know, their sort of religious element coming through, isn't it? Because there's a bit of fluff that goes with this. Ordo units are hardened by prayers and faith when fighting against magic itself. Um, So, yeah, they're also going to be awesome against uh, Pyro. But it's not as though you struggle against Pyro. (laughs) I guess it's, uh, you know, against um, alchemy as well. Oh, yes, that's a good point. Yeah. Although these aren't going to be the targets for your alchemy, I, I imagine. But, <laughs> no, I'd imagine I not, It'd be but... quite good against magic missiles and stuff, so it's not actually mm. too bad. Yeah, yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it could come in very, very useful. Who knows at this stage? I think it's probably fair to say, isn't it? So. Yeah, I reckon mm. there's probably a character where that might be handy on or something mm. like that. Oh, I'd that's agree. Talk for another day. Ah, yes. Um, right, what else we got? Um, they have hatred as well, so that's nice because i've always uh wanted hatred on some uh koe units yeah that um, that's massive I, I think that's pretty that's pretty sizable once you start sort of getting in with you know um you know the orison tokens plus one to hit and stuff like that you know hitting on threes with hatred it's pretty yeah. sweet isn't it you know uh so other things that should be noticed these guys don't have lance formation so you can't go three wide five wide mm, okay. okay. Uh, yeah. Well, if you don't have to, if you don't want ranks, you don't have to. So, yeah, uh, yeah, that is quite interesting, I suppose. Mm. And then they're on a different type of horse, Matt. What's they a rouncy? A rouncy shit horse. <laughs> That's <laughs> what a rouncy is. <laughs> think, think, uh, think, uh, Rosinante from uh, Don Quixote's horse. Basically, knackered old, knackered old nag. That's what you want. I've had a few of them in my time. <laughs> Why are they riding about on a crap horse then? I think it's the sort of, you know, it's the, it's the sort of, you know, I'm a man of faith. I don't have a lot of money, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm of a, sta- I'm of an elevated state above the peasantry, but 
I can't afford a really nice horse. It's it's got four legs and it works, but only just. I think that's the sort of the you know the idea here that the rounces you you sort of if 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 you know if you're if you're Destriers you sort of your weekend special. This is your sort of your your run around. This you know you take the kids to the swimming lessons, go and do the shopping, and you're with your rouncey. <laughs> like I think all my the, cars, then basically. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this is this is your, this, your Heinz 57, sort of no specific breed, not a particularly big, all-powerful setup, and um, uh, yeah, and probably a little bit on the more aged side. <laughs> so it's uh, that's that's your, your sort of your, your thinking. It's your it's the sort of horse that you'd hire. <laughs> for, oh, fair you enough. Know, to sort of yeah, the Ramses were your sort of your your lower end of your um your sort of your your, your setup really. Yeah. Okay, um, so that horse is basically like a normal standard horse with one attack, offense free, strength free, AP zero, agility free. I mean, it was quite interesting actually when we were we were talking about it. So not that the background team get involved in stats and stuff, but it's very difficult to reflect the different sorts of breeds of horses because, of course, as soon as you start playing around with things like movement, it suddenly starts changing everything very, very significantly. So whilst whilst you know the different breeds of horse do have slightly different stats um they're not drastically different and i think that's important because it would have been too easy to to just go bonkers on it and um you know so they're still 816 i know i've just banged on about rouncey's basically being crap and destriers being much more than you know a sort of a much i mean destriers would be incredibly expensive back in the day i mean these I mean, a destrier and a knight would have trained together at least four or five years to get that sort of bond that they'd need um and very often you know these would be sort of almost lifetime companions and you know you would probably run a string of three or four of them and 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 that would be critical to you whereas these ones of course you know you just basically pick one out of the stable and just jump on it but it's um uh but you know it's it, it still got the movement 816 even though it's a bit of a knackered old thing so um but you know if you start moving it may it start changing around the stats too much i think it would uh, oh, it completely changes the game in the oh, union it, it could have like, it all would, kinds yeah. of unforeseen circumstances exactly yeah exactly so. and all because that went well rouncey should really be a bit better <laughs> maybe <laughs> yeah. should be advanced 10 or something <laughs> Yeah, well, there's, there is another one coming up. We'll talk about that later on in episode 61. That's uh, that's your specialist speed merchant. So um, yeah, but we'll we'll cover that in due course. What was like the life expectancy of a Destria on like the battlefield? Oh, uh, pre- not pretty, that long. Well, or... it would be it would be pretty pretty significant because they were so valuable that you know I mean. It, it would, I mean, there's a bit of a misnomer here that that uh, uh, that you know the 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 destriers would sort of pile into walls of spikes and stuff like that. Um, you can train a horse to do that, but you probably wouldn't do it if it was of that sort of level of value. So um, it, whilst it can be done, you probably wouldn't do it, and and it would much more it would be about sort of delivery system. So you would you'd be much more likely to sort of trot up and then accelerate at the last moment into 
you know, a relatively broken unit of, of, of infantry is the ideal sort of charge. But, you know, I mean, being that they're they're, they're so expensive, um, you know, you would be looking to protect it. And people who are fighting against you would probably be looking to ideally take it off you uh, and either sell it or keep it for themselves. Um, there's this myth of, um, you know, you can sort of stick the shaft of a spear in between its legs and bring one down. Well, tell you what, if you fancy, if you think that works right, you come round my place. I'll jump on Rory. <laughs> I'll get up to about 40 mile an hour and give you a broom handle and see if you can stick it between his legs. <laughs> and, uh, and the best of luck with that. <laughs> Oh, there we go. Fun so, with horses, yeah. with Matt. I love it. Yeah, well, it's, yeah. I mean, it's uh, life expectancy. The, the biggest chance, the biggest chance of these things going down uh, was um, uh, were, were basically sort of equine-based diseases. Things like colics and stuff would be a really bad uh, when it can, if they, if horses can be very funny if they're not fed properly in the correct order and the correct say, amounts quite- of stuff. Yeah, Maybe just call it horses. Like they're quite sickly animals, really. Oh, they? they're a shocker, mate. They are a shocker to keep healthy. Um, you're much more likely for them to go lame uh, or, or you know, to colic on you, uh, and to basically end up being useless in that way. And so they would be husbanded very, very carefully because they were super expensive. I mean, this along with your armor would be, you know, probably the two most important things that, or most valuable things that most people would, most knights would own, and, and without them you're pretty pretty useless aren't you so you're gonna uh, yeah so in, in short the life expectancy of these things would be surprisingly long and given the amount of time that you'd spend training them as well i mean you know, they would they would also be highly prized so you'd be unlikely to to sort of you know target them unless you absolutely had to okay well like mm. archers would they not target the knights do you think uh yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, they would, but you know, I mean, they would, they would be wearing, uh, you know, a degree of armor. Yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, and 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 I guess it's it's kind of given the the flight arc of of unless you're right up just in front of them, and I guess if you're twenty yards in front of a horse that's doing thirty five mile an hour with a bloke on top of it, and the whole thing weighs nearly a you know the getting on for a ton <laughs> you, you probably at that point need a change of trousers <laughs> arrow ain't gonna stop it. yeah and an arrow ain't gonna stop it at that point so it's um uh so i mean i'd imagine that sort of the path the arrow would be taking would probably sort of be sort of coming angled down and therefore would probably hit any armor that the horse would be wearing um and you know even then i'm not sure that i'm not sure that that unless you hit it flat out you know directly in the in the chest with a pretty heavy bodkin headed arrow you'd do anything to a horse really other than sort of give it a flesh wound yeah um but it's uh yeah i mean i i, I would i would imagine that, that people would probably try to target particularly i'd imagine sort of your peasant archers and stuff i mean um no one's really sure specifically what happened at Agincourt, but I'd imagine that, that they were probably trying to shoot the horses at that, that sort of juncture. Um, I, I imagine it's much harder to do than, than it would seem. But Yeah, I thought Agincourt didn't the uh, archers like drop their bows and start going under the horses with their daggers and stuff and well, certainly, slitting yes. them open. Certainly when it was certainly, you know, obviously once they, once they stop, um, that would be, 
that'll be that'll be the time to get your, your daggers out and give it give it you know get a bit yeah a bit peaky blinders on them um but you know they would be trained to continue moving through bodies of of men because that's what they they would know that's what would happen so and once once these horses get going there ain't no stopping them yeah. i mean they'll, they'll just shoulder straight through bodies of men i mean it can be packed in as tight as you like um, but they'll just go straight through the middle of them if they really, really want to. And of course, they would be trained to do that. It's uh, there's uh, years ago I used to work with a, a company called the Devil's Horsemen that provide basically all the stunt riding um, <clears throat> for everything. All the films you've seen use the Devil's Horsemen, and um, and they, they train their horses to run run through basically what is essentially amounts to straw mannequins, but they pack them in proper tight, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the horses just practice running straight through them, so it's uh, it's it, it, and and it's pretty devastating what happens to them. So. It's a lot of straw left about, is there? Not many men. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd imagine I'd imagine to to see a, a genuine heavy cavalry charge, you know, from something like Waterloo or or you know one of the medieval battles would be genuinely properly ter- terrifying. So um, yeah. But uh, but there you go. Anyway, I think <laughs> tangent that one anyway, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, I can bang on forever. <laughs> but, then, but 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 people haven't tuned in to listen to me bang on about rouncies. So um, there you go. Yeah. Anyway, back to the auto sergeants. <laughs> uh, they have two weapon options. They can take a light lance or a great weapon. They're both free. So take your pick. I'd I'd be tempted to probably go light lance. Would you? I'd be tempted to go a great weapon. What with a you know, with a with a three up, six up. It's like these aren't like your knights that you're just gonna be charging straight in the face with. That's your feudal knights. These are mm. more support knight, aren't they, I suppose? Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, maybe you know, if you can get them into flank great weapons would be quite nice. They're just mm. very squishy. Mm. Three up armor's not as good as a two up, is it? But No, 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 I guess I'll not. Try but... them all out anyway at some point. Mm. I just I'm just hankering for that strength five AP two stuff. Yes. Um and then we've got three command options as usual, the champ musician is standard, but there's another champ upgrade. The Ordos Minister. Ooh, yeah, the minister. This is quite an interesting one actually. So uh you can not two per army. The model gains plus one health point up to a maximum of three. Uh at the start of each friendly magic phase, the model's unit or a model inside the unit may raise one health point with the following restrictions no single unit can recover or raise more than one health point per player turn from this ability champions cannot be raised by the order oh that's a shame is it champions cannot be raised by the order <laughs> minister <laughs> and a unit you can't give free- that to vcs can they that's who needs it <laughs> So you like killing champions, do you? We'll do it again. <laughs> oh yeah, and again. <laughs> we do this all game long, mate. <laughs> uh, a unit that's recovered or raised health points this way cannot be targeted by the Fountain of Youth Druidism in the same magic phase. Boo! <laughs> yeah, that is coming, that it? one. Yeah, yeah, makes mm. sense. Uh, so uh, in essence, it's bringing back a health point. So he's kind of like, I guess he's like, uh, he's like your medic, isn't he? So yeah. you know, your you, you, you duke piles in and gives it. Oh no! <laughs> and then like the like your Ordos minister comes running up behind him. was like, here you go, my lord, and like slaps <laughs> a plaster on him, and suddenly he's a lot better. <laughs> yeah, that could be quite good actually if you've got a character mm. in the unit as well, healing them up all the time. 
Mm. Yeah. I guess that's someone in your units. You can't heal you know, another unit next to you or anything like that. It has to be that yeah, unit. Yeah, it has to be in the unit, doesn't it? I think that's, that was free. specifically. That's great. It's free. You know, what's not is to it, like? Really free? And actually free? This is at the start of a magic phrase. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah models unit, all the yeah, all the model inside the models unit. Yeah, so you've got to, you've got to pack one of these along with it, haven't they? So yeah, it's uh, well, it's, I think that's quite an interesting setup. That's that. nice. I'm sure if a character can take that, there's uh, some uh, nice stuff you can do. Yeah, uh, mm. we'll get to that hopefully. Mm. So yeah, there's the auto sergeants. I think they're a nice little new addition to the book. I'm glad they're there. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well. <clears throat> It's about time that Kev talked about his favourite unit. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yay. It's peasant time. <laughs> yeah, it's peasant time. Okay, so, go for it, mate. There's two types of uh, peasants. There's the levies and the archers. We'll start with the levies. Um, so it's 200 points for 30 models. That's a lot of models for 200 points. Um, yeah. Eight points extra per model. You need to go up to 50. Uh, they're on 20 by 20 as usual. Um, advance for March 8, Discipline 6, uh, they're scoring. Uh, one health point. Now, only defense and offense two. I can't remember mm. if they used to do that. They probably were. Yeah, they were. That's fine. That's not changed. They're res free, strength free, uh, no armor. Uh, no armor value, I should say. They come with light armor. They have a six up Aegis, um, and they have that ordeal, which we mentioned before. We did. So mm. ordeal is the model gains Aegis plus one to max of five up for these guys. With mm-hmm. the following condition, it must be engaged in the same combat as at least one other friendly unit containing one or more models with courage or honesty. The model's Aegis save can never be improved beyond five up. Mm-hmm. So these are really supposed to be your support unit. They should be fighting alongside the knights. Makes me yeah. the some, uh, Does that mean you could put a character in the peasants, though? Sorry, the levies, and then you could benefit from the ordeal. Or maybe. Or oh, check know. me out trying to break it. Already, Matt, you can't help yourself, can you? <laughs> but yeah, like you'd always be able to take a knight. Oh, I mean, we're not going to talk about characters at this point. But no, no, we can't. No, no. We'll get on to that. Mm. Well, it's an interesting thought, isn't it? No doubt somebody will be able to tell me. No, of course you can't do that. But there you go. That's the sort of that's the sort of thing that that you might want to be uh, considering. Yes. So yeah, no, I think they're uh, not too bad. Oh, they have uh, three weapon options: a shield, which is one point extra per model, mm-hmm. only because that parry, isn't it? That's why you're getting that. Yeah. Um, Halberds are free though. Yes. And uh, spears and shields are free too. So mm. interesting. I mean, I you know, to get to parry five up, six up, that's pretty good. You could just buy a bunch of them, 50 of them for, you know, next to nothing and just say, go on, then chew through that. Yeah, pretty much. Mm. So uh, what's not to like? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. 200 points of 30 as well is pretty cheap. I mean, they were cheap that's anyway. pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. They well, were I think they're, actually they've gone up in price. They were 170 for 30 before. Okay, um, but they 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 didn't used to have the Aegis save, did they? No, they had no Aegis yeah. save before, no, so they've changed. Safe, yeah. Which is, so you know, although it's only six up, still makes a difference. And if you oh, can get some yeah. sweet synergies going on, a five up suddenly makes them really good. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. 
So uh, yes, <clears> very nice that. indeed. I, I well, I I think I think that's quite an interesting unit. That I think you could see some big blocks of that. So get your dip out, troops. You're going to be <laughs> dipping <laughs> dipping till doomsday. Yeah. Oh yeah, the character limit is now 50 models. Before it was 60. So which is good because I only have one unit of 50. So mm, fine. That's perfect. <laughs> Great. Mm. Um, yeah, but I like a. I want to. I'm aiming for a combined arms kind of army in the end. Yeah, so, I uh, think that's the most fun, isn't it, with these sorts of things? But, yeah, uh, definitely. So I'll, yeah. I'll definitely be packing a unit of these. Mm. And then the last unit is the Lowborn Archers. Yep. So it's 130 points for 10 models. For eight points extra a model, though, you can go up to 30 maximum if you want a lot of bows. Um, they are 0 to 3 units per army. But there's a caveat. For each siege war machine in the army, the maximum number of bowman units is reduced by one. Oh, no gun lines. They mm. saw my gun line coming, didn't they? They knew what mm. I was up to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll see if that's necessary or not one day. But uh, I think it's a little bit over the top. But it's not have, like they were have... murdering people before, is it? No, that's true. Mind you, there's there's a few things coming that I think might you might see a, f- a few armies with 90 of these buggers in it. Yeah, oh, definitely. So, yeah, they have basically the same stats as the levy. Um, everything's exactly the same there. These guys still have the ages save, which is great, and they have the ordeal mm-hmm. model rule, although I can't imagine they're often going to be involved in a combat with another unit of knights helping them out, unless things have gone wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have their own... Uh, rule called expert bowman uh, for their shooting attack attribute the model gains accurate if it did not move during this player turn which uh, mm-hmm. i really like i think that's really good that yes yes and i think that's really cool that all along because you were never hitting anything on a fucking four up anyway so at least now they are yeah well i, I i'm that's why i was thinking about you know suddenly this starts you know weight of fire yeah you know so you got 90 shots, 45 hits. M6s are in there. Take that, elves. See how you like yeah. them. How'd you like that? Queen's Guard. <laughs> Dragons. Yeah. So they have two weapon options, just like before. So they get longbow, four up, and expert bowman for free. So mm-hmm. that's pretty good. Or they can take a crossbow, four up, for one point per model. So I'm yeah. very glad that's still there, because I've got a lot of crossbows painted up. I've been sad if I lost them. <laughs> yeah, that would have been bad. Um, then they have another option called defensive stakes, which used to be like free with a unit before, but now you pay 25 points for that. Uh, but it changed the rules. So immediately after successfully charging a non-fleeing unit of lowborn archers in its front facing, enemy models in base contact with one or more lowborn archers must take a dangerous terrain to test. So that's great. I mean, mm. like, yeah that's much better than just like having it as a wall or whatever. Yeah. So and and, and each charge in their front, you're taking two dangerous trains for every model touching it. Yeah. And that's, that's um, failing on ones and twos or two dice then. I think it's failing on ones and two that. Yeah, I think so. So the, um, this turns them into a bit of hand grenade as a unit, doesn't it? Cause you can just sit there shooting, 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 shooting until you come and get me and then fine, you'll run me over. But on the way out, you're going to lose quite a few punters. So, I like yeah. it. And it's not the whole unit, it's just going to be the ones actually touching. So mm. if you're a unit of ogres or something, you can have to take six tests, just the three in the front or whatever. 
yeah. not everyone at the back as well. So that's oh, still quite that's nice. Chariot as well, especially that's going to be pretty shitty having to take like. Yeah, I mean, I, I can imagine a scenario where that where that actually starts to become, you know, fairly critical because you know, you take a couple of rounds of shooting, and it ain't it ain't quite so certain anymore. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So, yeah, I'm a big fan of that rule because it would be mm. infantry as well. It's not just you know going to be chariots and things, is it? It'd monsters and all sorts. Yeah, Brilliant. yeah, and and they could easily end up being steadfast, and you're and you know, and you're not breaking ranks. And stuff. Yeah. And mm. champions have to take it. I wonder how many champions are going to skew themselves on defensive stakes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll yeah. Try to keep that as we play games. <laughs> oh, they'll uh, have their lucky stake, won't they? Take it round with them wherever <laughs> they go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a finish it, dickhead. Yeah. Sad um, three chosen lords, this one. <laughs> <laughs> Old steak. Yeah, there's a steak. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Uh, three command options as usual: chab, user, and standard bearer. And uh, that's that for the core section. We did it. Mm. Well, there you go. I thought that was going to take ten minutes tops, but how long we've been at it for ages. Mainly <laughs> <Very long laughs> be banging yeah. on about horses, but you know. Uh, so, um, what do you think then? Overall, pleased? Excited? Yeah, looking at the core section anyway, um, I'm happy with that. A little bit sad that the um, aspirants aren't in core, or mm. even if they're in the book, I don't know yet. Um, but no, I'm uh, relatively optimistic. I like the, what they've done with the peasants as well. I'm glad that they've got an Aegis save. So, yeah. yeah, and things seem to be a bit cheaper as well. You might probably be able to fit in a decent amount of core. And it's not a unit mm. that I don't want to take. I'm still happily take them all. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, th- I, I, I mean, I'm just. <sighs> Crikey, this book is exciting. I'm just scrolling through it, listener. You're going to, uh, you're going to love this. You're going to love it. What I think, do you think I th- of the core section, Matt? Um, I, I think it's great. I mean, I, I just think it gives you. It always the core, the core from the, the old K. We always felt a bit underpowered and a little bit. Like you were, it really was Cortex, wasn't it? You know, yeah. there was, it just, there was a one trick, one trick pony, wasn't it? And 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 then that, you know, the 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 aspirants and the, um, you, you you know, your lances were pretty bogged down. I just I just think this gives you more options. It gives you, I think we're going to see different builds being used in different ways, and I think that was one of the pretty strong goals of the design team to make it work in different ways rather than just, you know, you know, choo-choo train, here we come. We, if we get in, we win. If we don't, we lose. Um, and I think that's, uh, I think there's all sorts of interesting things. I, I really like the auto sergeants. I like what they've done with the, with the peasant blocks. I think they're, they're back in now with a good, with a good shout, um, you know, and what's not to like about multiple horses. I'm stoked. Yeah. Yeah, it should be good fun. Let's uh, hope they rock the Ninth Age world. Well, yep, they certainly are. Uh, and um, okay, so is there anything else you'd like to add on that then, mate? Before we uh, before we round up. No, uh, I hope everyone enjoyed listening, and I hope the other podcast content is uh, just as good. Well, absolutely. Yeah, go on, match us if you can. <laughs> so, <laughs> there you go. There's the challenge is set. 
Um, yep. So keep your eyes open for all the other uh, pods and uh, uh, and videos and uh, YouTube channels and potato print publications and that are coming out in the next few few days and weeks because it's a KOE festival. That's right. The boys with the banners are back and they've got loads of different horses and I'm super excited. <laughs> so yeah, it's really great to have the KOE book coming out. So keep your eyes open and hopefully um, you'll be tuning in for episode 61. Uh, where we review the entire book with a, a special guest. So, uh, unless there's anything else, Kev? Nope. Bye-bye. In that case, it's a goodbye from Kev, and it's a goodbye from old Maddie P2. We'll catch you for episode 61. <laughs>